Over the last few months in season one of So We Met Online, Chris and I have been sharing our own dating stories with you. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the crazy cupcake girl. For season two, we'll not only be sharing our stories, but we'll be inviting friends, storytellers, and people like you to share your own outrageous dating stories for our listeners. Without further ado... Hey, Chris. Hey, Erica. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. Let's talk about all Didn't we have another episode about sex? We're not actually talking about sex. Either. Oh, we're not? Well, okay. you'll see. So, I have a story. I didn't have the birds and the bees talk with my parents. I'm not sure why. Like, in my head, all of the other parents were apparently teaching their kids and, you know, diagrams and the anatomy and the definitions and all that stuff and, like, the bases. I don't know what I was do- I don't know what we were doing. I think we were at the Olive Garden. <laughs> I really don't know. Great breadsticks. Oh, I love the... That was not a knock on the Olive yeah. Garden. I <laughs> love the Olive Garden. So by the time college rolled around, there's no other word for what I was except clueless. I couldn't even talk about sexual things without using the clinical terms <laughs> because I didn't know the slang for anything. Like even in the journal I kept, which only I read, I used words like breast <laughs> and backside. <laughs> I couldn't even write the word but in my own journal. And when this girl, my freshman year, invited her boyfriend from home to visit, which was like scandal, I was appalled that they got a hotel room. (laughs) I was like, what are they even going to do there? They didn't even pack Scrabble. (laughs) But my junior year, I met someone. He was different. I really liked him. I liked him more than I had liked other people. It was my first opportunity to really feel comfortable enough with someone. Like I wanted to try things. Uh sexually sure and the first time uh i can't even believe i'm gonna say this um um, i can't i would like i would embrace myself (laughs) the first time i gave him a blowjob sorry mom and dad it, it was kind of a big deal i snuck him into my sorority we got into my room and he got in first and by the time i got in he was already under the covers nice okay he slowly pulled the covers back, and I saw that he was naked. Huh? Seems like a prerequisite, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't completely naked, though. He had this little square yellow post-it note <laughs> attached to the end of his you-know-what <laughs> that said, Suck me. <laughs> Turns out he was so generous, he knew that I needed instructions. (laughs) (laughs) Then we decide it's time for him to go down on me. Okay, yes, equal opportunity. Well, the sequence of events, the injustice of that is not lost on me as I'm telling you this. Anyway, we had this whole elaborate plan. You would have thought we were planning a bank heist. Like, we waited till my roommate was out of town. We snuck him into the sorority again. He goes down there for, we'll call it, two minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyone listening to this podcast who is ever planning to go down on a woman, two minutes. Not long enough. Not enough time. There we go. Yes. 
So when he comes up, he has this strange, almost perplexed, kind of freaked out look on his face. Uh. And that is one face you don't want to see after your boyfriend has just, you know, been down there the first time. Uh So at this point, I'm panicking in my head, right? Like, what could it possibly be? I don't have my period. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm clean. I showered today. <laughs> I don't have any rogue tampons up there, oh. do I? Sorry, this is what crossed my mind. Oh. And then he looks at me and in what feels like slow motion says, um, uh-huh. I had gum in my mouth before. Oh, my God. Nothing clicks. Like, where did it go? And then I look down. Oh, my God. Now, remember, this was college. It was before grooming and manscaping and all that. So I had a whole national forest going on down there. (laughs) And now it is all stuck together in one giant neon green knot. Oh, my God. Just to be clear, I had gum where no gum had gone before. So at this point, I don't know what to do. So the first thing I think of is to run naked to the communal shower at my sorority and give myself my first ever Brazilian. Oh, my God. I had no fancy wax, no oil. I had my shaving cream and razor that I probably bought with my parents' money. Oh. So as I'm standing there, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, this is my first experience. Like, maybe this whole sex thing is not for me. Okay, present to Erica. It's for me. But, But I have to tell you, I did learn a few things from that experience. One, well, reciprocity in sex is important. Uh, Two, you know, things that seem kind of scary aren't always that scary. And uh, three, check for gum before entering the bedroom. So thank you for these lessons, my college boyfriend. They will always stick with me. I can't even believe I just shared yeah. that. Well, you know, we've shared some crazy stories on our podcast over uh, the last year, and this yeah, but is I've never up there. About, yeah, the gum was up there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the reason I actually wanted to share this story is because today's topic, believe it or not, is about manscaping and grooming. Okay. Of that particular, of your nether region. Nether regions. Yes. So I want to talk about that because it's something that I believe changed over time. I mean, like fashions change, trends change. I suppose it's only natural, not au naturel, that, <laughs> no, I'm killing myself here, that, that things change over time. But I do want to talk about current day expectations. Are there expectations for grooming and maintenance down there? Is it different for people of different ages? Are there different expectations now than there were before? I want to talk through all of that and then just give any other examples we might have. Sure. It's an interesting topic. It's one that I think we all think about from time to time, especially when we enter any type of sexual relationship. And I would say that I think even over the course of the last five years, it has changed. I think probably about five years ago, the expectation was for people to be completely shaven. Really? Yeah. And then I think now we are seeing trends where it's back to more letting it grow out. 
I completely disagree. No, I am pretty confident with my assessment. I'm pretty confident with my assessment. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So you told me something in the car yesterday that if you're comfortable, I want you to share. Yeah. Of the last 10 women you've been with, and we're not saying over what time period that is. Yeah, over the last 20 years, right? Oh, yeah, Yeah, exactly. What percent had it all shaved off or waxed off? About 80%. I would say 8 out of 10 of them were completely shaven. Right. So why do you think the trend is that now it's not going to be shaved because you're proving yourself wrong? No, but again, we didn't establish how long of this 10 period. Okay, fine. Period. Well, is. I asked, but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is in the last five years, I think there was a trend to shave it all. What we're seeing is actually in articles and people online and this trend of going back to this all natural it's actually dis- happening this this I, year. I still disagree with you on that. So I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's only been single for the last... Uh, he was married before, and he's been single for the last three years. And he had only previously slept with his now ex-wife. So, you know, he's experimenting, which is, which is <laughs> encouraged, sure. And he told me that six out of the last seven women he was with had shaved the whole thing. Now, he is 30 years old. I do believe that comes into play. Because if you, if you ask a 30-year-old versus a 50-year-old, more women are going Brazilian when they're younger and more of the older women, and I don't say 50 is old. I'm just saying I'm making an arbitrary number. Right. Don't shave the whole thing because that's not what they grew up with. Right. I would argue that we've got probably some age up and downs, right? Mm-hmm. So I think women who are in their 20s are probably shaving less. I think women in their 30s are shaving more. I think women then in their 40s are shaving less. I I, I think there is uh, probably some of this up and down in the Yeah, age I'm going to disagree again there. <laughs> I'd say, look, let's say we make an arbitrary cutoff of 45 years old. That's arbitrary. I'd say that if you look down the pants of, of the over 45-year-old women, you're going to see more hair. And if you look down the pants of the under 45-year-old, you're going to see no hair. I would say you're right in most cases. However, I'm sorry I will, this is so graphic. I will also say that there's a caveat to that with divorced women. Tell me. I think most women who are going through a divorce, some of the first things they do is go get a Brazilian and go get a tattoo. What? <laughs> what? Where are you getting this from? <laughs> I'm serious. The number okay, of the where number are you getting this of, look, look the out of the last eight to ten women that I've dated that I've said have had full Brazilians, most of them were forty and have gone through a divorce. Okay, yeah, but so that's why I'm saying that age bracket. How do you know the, they the didn't divorce, have that before? Well, I don't know that they didn't have it before, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying that it seems like it's something that people are trending to do at... I mean, it used to be the landing strip. You know, you kind of, you leave a little landing strip, you know what that means. Yes. But now, I don't believe that that's as common. And so, okay, here's another question, because I am very irked about this. How do you feel? Well, here's how I feel. I don't think... A man should dictate what the woman should have down there. Now, look, if you're in a relationship and people express their preferences, fine. But I was chatting with a a female friend recently, and it was the first time that a sexual partner of hers was going to go down on her. And he refused to because she had hair down there. I told her I would punch him if she wanted me to. I mean, that to me is just 
the rudest thing. But I would say that that's pretty common. Oh, I would, I to would say, say it or not to want it? Both. I would say that the most guys are probably saying it, thinking it, asking for it, demanding it, however you want to look. And I will go out on a limb and I'll say this is why. I think the number one reason why guys prefer no hair down there. Cleaner. Is not because it's cleaner. It's not because, you know, any of those other obvious things. I actually think that the porn industry has had a lot to do with this. Mm. Within the porn industry, we see women who have been shaven. And so that has become our standard by which to expect in our relationships. We know from statistics that more people are watching porn and that it has impacted our sexual relationships. And I do believe that that has a lot to do with guys' expectations on what their partner looks like. Let's talk more about that when we come back. Okay. Eric and I are super excited to be back for season two of the show. And as you can already tell, it's going to be crazy. But we want to hear from you. This season, we are sharing stories from our listeners. If you have a crazy dating story that you would like to share with everyone, contact us on our website at sowemetonline.com or any social media platform also at sowemetonline. And we're back. So I was wondering... Assuming in this case that I'm correct and you're not, that the trend is, <laughs> sorry, that the trend is going more towards having nothing down there. Do you think it's, I know you don't, but I do. Do you think that it's becoming the way of armpits? Like it is not socially acceptable for a woman to have armpit hair, right? If I raise my arms in my gym class and I have armpit hair, I will be shunned or no, I won't. I won't be overtly shunned. I'll just be talked about behind my back. But is that the same? Is it now the standard that you have to abide by? Yeah. It's kind of a rhetorical question. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I see your point, And I guess this is where I was going with, I think, uh, we're seeing trends in the opposite direction because, you know, with women empowerment and women independence and, you know, some of these broader uh, conversations that the acceptability of pubic hair and even armpit hair is is one of these things that women are fighting to become more you know, normal and acceptable. I still think that what we're seeing with the porn industry and guys' expectations, that's where this disconnect is happening. So let's talk now, changing gears, about manscaping. Okay. Grooming down there if you're a man. I have a friend who, maybe about five years ago, was sleeping with someone. They weren't in a relationship. It was a more of a sexual relationship. Neither of them wanted to necessarily date the other person exclusively. Whatever, fine. So the first time they slept together, she told me that he was fully shaved down there. To her, that implied that he was a player. I'm not saying whether that's true or not, but that was her interpretation because she said, well, if he's perfectly groomed down there at all times, he must be having a lot of sex, which is an interesting conclusion. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I thought it was an interesting interpretation of that. I actually have a different interpretation. It's a more, I'm not going to lie, 
vain interpretation. Why do you need to get rid of it all down there? Is it because you want it to look bigger? Is it uh-huh. is it because you just happen to like it cleaner? Is it because you're obsessed with your body? I have no idea. I think there's a couple of reasons. One, vanity is definitely one of them. I think not necessarily to make it look bigger, but it's... Um, I don't know. I've been told that. <laughs> but I think it's about personal appearance and the vanity of you shaving and being clean shaved and looking good, right? So I think there is a vanity aspect to it. I think another reason is for some, it becomes easier to maintain, Sure. right? Uh, it's like, well, if there's nothing there, I can just shave and I don't have to worry about it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it just becomes something like I shave my face, I shave my chest, I shave my, you know, junk. Shave my junk, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, it's just, it's all one swish in the shower and I'm done, right? You shave your face in the shower? I do, yes. Really? Yes. Oh. So that's another reason. And I will go and here is the third reason. I think there are a lot of guys similar to where the guy is asking the woman to be shaved because he doesn't want to go down on you unless it's shaved. I have a question. Can I interrupt? Yes. At what point can he ask that? Because I thought it was rude beyond belief that my friend's guy said, I'm not going down there if you're not shaved. I think that depends on the relationship and the dynamics of the relationship. But I don't I, think you should ask that if it's the first time. Look, if you're in a relationship and it's a preference, fine. But God, I can't imagine something that would make me want to sleep with someone less than if they made a negative comment about my nether regions, my private... My, okay, well, my... let's, let's come back to the discussion of sex. When do you talk about sex versus having sex, right? Because I think there's... I think most people are having sex before they're talking about sex, don't you? I think, yes, most people are having sex and then they start talking about it. But I do believe in some situations they're talking about sex as a preparation to have sex. So I think it's happening on both sides. Okay. Okay. In which case, if you are talking about it, then you are learning about each other and doing things, right? And you're discovering that before the actual activity. Mm -hmm. Anyway, from a guy's point of view, if the guy is unwilling to go down on the girl because of too much hair, then in some guy's mind, if they are shaven, then they believe the woman is more willing to go down on them. And there is this preconceived on both sides that if there's a lot of hair down there, I'm not getting head that often. I understand. And so if there's less hair down there, she's more likely to pleasure me as often as I want it. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Unfortunately, the reality is for guys, there are a lot of women who don't like giving oral sex. Yeah, but that's regardless of the hair situation. That, that's right. That's regardless of it. But they believe that if they shave, there is a increased chance or opportunity that they will. Now, I believe I'm in the minority in this opinion, and I will go on the record saying this. It's okay. But I actually don't find a completely shaved man down there appealing to me because that to me loses a lot of the masculinity. Um, I don't think hair is synonymous with masculinity, but I feel the same way about chest hair too. I would rather see a man with chest hair than without chest hair because to me that just makes him look more masculine. I do prefer a, a little bit of a more manly look and I don't know. I mean, I don't go around asking my friends what their preference is, especially if they're married. I don't think it's appropriate to be like, so how do you feel about your husband's junk? 
You know, I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, I actually don't believe you are in the minority. I believe if I was to also pull the last 10 women that I've been with, I would say that probably eight or nine of them preferred it being fully Well, how about trimming? Yeah, well, trimming is fine. fine. I think that there's probably only has been one person who has said, you know, I would prefer that you had less hair down there. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're in the minority. Yeah, but maybe the other women wanted less hair down there, but were afraid to tell you or didn't think it was appropriate to tell you. We just don't know. Right. It's possible. I am not saying what my current state is because that's (laughs) nobody's business. But in the past, I have been both ways. And I had a really uncomfortable conversation with someone once. This is years ago where I saw him for the first time and afterwards... I said, wow, I was surprised you were uncircumcised just because he grew up in the U.S. and it was just an assumption I had made. And he said flippantly, I was surprised you had a forest down there. <laughs> that was the last time we ever saw each other naked because I thought that was an offensive comment because it's my choice. Yeah. First of all, it would have been well-groomed. So it's not unwieldy. You know, I think that can be just as offensive as, you know, look, I don't comment on men's size down there. I know what that would do to their ego. Not that this is the same because this is my choice. A man certainly can't control the size. But it hit me in a way like that. Like, you don't respect my choice. Like, it's my body. It just, it hit me interestingly. Yeah, I think the theme of this episode really boils down to... Pubic hair. (laughs) Pubic hair. We're all different. We all have different desires, expectations, interests, whatever. And when it comes to something as personal as pubic hair, you need to be a little bit more accepting of your partner in their current condition. Well, it's accepting of your partner, but also being willing to communicate about it at exactly. a certain point. Right. I mean, because if you're in a relationship, you should be able to express your preferences. Like if I've definitely had men say to me, I prefer you wear thong underwear. And if I like them enough, sure. That's an easy one to do, right? Right? Or I might say, oh, I prefer boxer briefs to tidy whitey. That's easy. Yeah. Is this the same? It is. It's the same really for anything. It boils down to this. I can tell you what my preference is and you can tell me to... Shove it. Shove it or to do it. Right. And it also is how you feel about the other person. Right. And at that point where I say, this is my preference and you say, well, I'm not going to do that, then it's my decision to say... Do I stay in the relationship or not? I agree. Or how important is this? Right. How important. And if it's so important that you're willing to end the relationship because of that, then that's your prerogative. I agree. We have covered the gamut here. I'm glad you were genital with me. (laughs) Oh, jeez. On this topic. Thank you, as always, for listening. We know you found this podcast useful and informative and hopefully entertaining. So you have to do us a favor. Head over to iTunes or Google Play and give this podcast a five-star rating and a terrific review because this helps more people find our podcast. And that's what we want, more listeners. Be back next week for another exciting episode of So We Met Online.